Welcome to Stories of Recovery. My name is Robbie Frawley, and on this podcast, I interview people who have experienced and recovered from brain-related conditions such as stroke, concussion, chronic pain, and traumatic brain injury. We discuss their story and highlight the things which have been most beneficial and most important in their recovery. This might be specific treatments or medical professionals that were most crucial. It could be books, knowledge or advice which they were given or which they found along the way, or even particular habits, attitudes or practices that helped them the most. If you or someone you care about is struggling to recover from one of these or another brain-related condition, the podcast was really made with you in mind. I want you to know that others have been where you are now and that they have gotten better. You can recover and hopefully in the interviews that follow, you'll hear a thing or two which resonate and which help you to do just that. So who am I? Well, I'm a young man who grew up in country Victoria, Australia, and I've had a number of concussions growing up playing sport. After the last one, which was over seven years ago now, I developed something called post-concussion syndrome. I'd never even heard of this, but it left me with ongoing fatigue, headaches, nausea, vertigo, cognitive fog, overwhelm, and sensitivity to impact. It had a really dramatic effect on my life, and it took many years, much effort, and great assistance from others to fully recover from it. And now that I am back to 100%, and again have some surplus energy, I'd like to help you in any way I can to get you back to good health. My hope is that we can provide some light at the end of the tunnel for you and also give you some useful tips and tricks that might help you along the way. Now, one thing to remember is that the brain is a really marvellous thing and you can and you will get better. Now, I've left in as much of the context, detail and information in these interviews as possible, which means they can be quite long but they are split into key chapters to make it easier to listen and to help you to focus on what you need to hear right now. And remember that you can pause and come back to the story in as many small bites as you need. Now without further ado, let's jump into it. This episode is a bit different in that it is my story, and so someone else is interviewing me. I'll introduce her now. Associate Professor Tasha Stanton is the Osteoarthritis Research Theme Lead for Impact in Health at the University of South Australia and a National Health and Medical Research Council of Australia Fellow. She's a clinical pain neuroscientist with original training as a physiotherapist. Her research focuses on pain and she has a specific interest in pain education, osteoarthritis, low back pain, cortical body representation, somatosensation and body illusions using virtual and mediated reality. In short though, she's one of the leading pain researchers globally and it was ultimately through meeting Tasha and learning some lessons from her field of pain science that helped me to find the final steps back to 100%. Now I want to acknowledge up front that whilst it took me over seven years to fully recover and that that is probably not an enticing proposition for you, If I did know at the start everything that I know now, I believe it would have taken me only a fraction of this time. And that's why I want to share these learnings with you. I hope that at the least they give you hope and at the most help you recover. This conversation took place on the lands of the Kwana people of the Adelaide Plains 
and I would like to acknowledge them as traditional owners of this land and pay respect to their elders, past and present. I would also like to pay my respect to other Aboriginal language groups and other First Nations. I wish you courage and energy on your own journey forward, and I hope you enjoy this long, sometimes tangential, interweaving conversation. Cheers. Ready to go? I'm ready. You're ready. All right. Welcome there to all the listeners. Um, You might not know who I am. I don't know who you are yet, but my name is Tasha Stanton and I work as an associate professor at the University of South Australia. And I'm really excited today because I get to have the very wonderful opportunity to interview um, someone you do know, Robbie Frawley. And he um, as you will have known, has has done other different interviews of various different people. But he also comes to this with, you know, a really unique and powerful story himself. So um, welcome, Robbie. Thanks for letting me take over. Thank you, Tasha. It's fantastic to be here and fantastic to see you and to be speaking with you. Wonderful. So, Robbie, I think one of the things that, you know, is really, really interesting and really powerful about all of these different things is hearing what people have gone through. Um, but I guess before I want to go into that, can you tell me a little bit about, you know, who was Robbie? What was what was life like before, you know, you kind of underwent um, the experiences that you went through? Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up in uh, southwestern Victoria on a sheep and cattle farm. And so I lived a pretty active outdoor life, um, always working after school on the farm and, um playing a lot of sport, as you do in country areas. So what's then, that, what type of sports did you play? Uh, what did I play? Um, you name it. Anything to do with the water I love, so surfing, water skiing, swimming, um, but then football, cricket, basketball. Sorry, I didn't like cricket. What am I, <laughs> I toyed with cricket, I didn't keep going. Um, football, hockey, um, basketball, a um, little bit of boxing, um, snow skiing. Yeah, just, you know, running. You name it. Yeah, it's um, it's a big part of country life. And so that was, yeah, I, I suppose, sorry, just prior to the accident or the event, um, I, so I'd gone off to university. I'd studied civil engineering and I was working back in Warrnambool, so in a regional centre um, as a civil engineer and, yeah, just making the most of every moment. So I was loving surfing. I'd wake up before work and run down to the beach and go surfing and on a particularly good day I could get, you know, a surfing before work, a surfing at lunchtime and a surfing after work. You know, I'd be riding. Um, I think I'd just been training, you know, with the Warrnambool Football Club and very vibrant social life and heading to Melbourne to catch up with mates down there and heading up to the farm to look, you know, to help mum and dad or to see my family and catch up with friends here, there and everywhere and, yeah, it was, it was very filled, but it was it was a good time. Yeah, oh, that's a beautiful area as well. It sure I, is. Very yeah. good choice. <laughs> um, tell me a little bit more then. What what happened um, with, with your injury? Sure. So it wasn't actually anything too spectacular. Um, I'd had quite a f- number of concussions, maybe five or six growing up. They were all very mild. I hadn't actually lost consciousness with any of them. Um, they had been from... Strangely, I didn't actually have any in football. I, they had been 
water skiing or wakeboarding, um, snow skiing, surfing, boxing. And this one I was wakeboarding, so it's like it's like behind a boat, so behind a speedboat, kind of like water skiing, but it's like the snowboarding or skateboarding equivalent. You do all those crazy flippity flips. Yeah, that's right. And so your feet are um, strapped in very, very tight and, you know, the tighter you can get them, the better because you want to have the really responsive board. And so that turns out that's not ideal for, um, you know, <laughs> Other falls. things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I really loved wakeboarding. And, but on this particular day, it was, wasn't trying to do anything special. I was there with some friends and, you know, I was cruising along. And I think I just did something really basic like a bunny hop. And sort of switched from my stance, so instead of left foot forward, I was right foot forward. And I was, I don't know, trying to do it over something and got a bit distracted. And instead of going all the way around, I only went halfway around and then landed and so caught that front edge. And the effect of that was was to kind of whiplash me into the water. And, I mean, that's pretty common with... Um, wakeboarding as I said particularly if you have really tight bindings and I've definitely done that snowboarding so I yeah 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 (laughs) completely understand catching the front edge (laughs) yeah um but for whatever reason on this particular day that didn't respond well so I sort of came up and I was a bit thrown and a bit like oh something about it sort of made me a little bit nervous but I kind of climbed back instead of um putting the board back on and keeping going like I normally would I sort of climbed into the boat and said I'm sort of done and then we went home and um, I was sort of a little bit out of it. Um, I was aware that I was a little bit out of it and so I didn't actually drink even though I had friends over that night. I made sure I didn't drink alcohol just because I was sort of – I obviously had some awareness of background with concussions and so yeah. I was sort of just wanting to do the right thing. And um, anyway, went to bed. Next day I was sort of feeling pretty good. So I got up and uh, my friends headed off and I went surfing. And again, I was surfing like tiny surf. <laughs> I was surfing a mini mal, and I sort of did a late drop. I was like dropped into the wave late, and was I don't know how I did this, but effectively caught an edge again. And so again, kind of whiplashed in, and I think I came out of that and was sort of very slow. Yeah. And then basically sat up and had a very quiet day, and had a very quiet couple of days. I think it was a long weekend. So I didn't do too much. I was feeling very, a little bit ill yeah. and groggy and I just thought I just need to chill and um, went back to work on the Monday or the Tuesday um, after the long weekend and pushed through to the end of the week and then was just knackered. So I sort of made the end of the week. I had headaches and not feeling very good but that's quite common with concussion. You obviously feel pretty rough you know, in the days and the weeks after and then you normally just sort of start to improve. So I was aware of that. I wasn't concerned about it but I was just kind of pushing through and then I'd get to the weekend and I just slept, which was pretty – wasn't standard behaviour for me and then got to Monday again and was like, all right, I'm ready to go, you know, push through to the week, kind of grinding um, and then got to the weekend and I was just cooked. And I think I actually – went back to my parents' place and basically went to sleep and just was in bed, like pretty much did nothing. That must have been quite concerning for them, I imagine. Or did they, they were like, oh, maybe he's just tired. (laughs) I'm not sure. I don't have a great memory of it. They probably were a bit concerned. But 
I'm not super sure. Anyway, on the Monday, they I think they sort of said, oh, you know, I think you maybe just keep resting. And I was, of course, terribly stressed about, you know, well, but hang on, I've got these things to do at work. Like they have to happen. Like they, I can't not go back. And I remember talking to my boss and he'd be like, don't worry about it. Like just take it easy. Um, anyway, I took off the week and just rested. And again, the next weekend, I was like, right, I'm good to go. And um, anyway, after a few cycles of that very boom bust, I went in and saw my GP. That's the end of Chapter 1. In Chapter 2, you'll hear about my initial treatment, some useful management strategies, and about neuroplasticity.